All right, we're back. This is the part two. I'm sorry, guys. We're we're not going to shortchange y'all on this one. Like the last episode we did, we tried to jam everything in that hour and a half. We're giving you a part two because we we know y'all are engaged, and I know y'all are engaged. So we I don't want to I don't want to shortchange y'all, especially because it's my 100th episode celebration. Like we're gonna keep it a stack. Shout out to the century mark. Okay, okay, okay. You feel me? But jumping back into it. You know, as we both know, Delta Sigma Theta is the largest black sorority in the world. And being unbiased doesn't surprise giving it social activism early. What do you think makes Delta be the pinnacle change we need to see when it comes to life in general or maybe even action when it comes to sororities? Um, I think what makes y'all who y'all are, which is not surprising, is... The fact that y'all are about action, y'all are about something's wrong, you're going to make it right. Something's going on that you don't like, you're going, <laughs> I'm going to throw a little, a little, I'm going to throw a little, <laughs> but only us who really know are going to understand, if you don't like the way that something was created, or you don't like the, the way that people are doing stuff, you're going to leave them, and you're going to do or as we just say in simpler look, as we say in simpler terms, you have to be the change you want to see. <laughs> yes, you gotta be the change you wanna see. <laughs> so, so, so but I would I think that y'all strong willed, um not afraid of criticism or just say resilience because that's what it is. You're just trying to say what I was saying. It just say resilience. As we say, there's always a rough draft to a final copy, but continue. <laughs> feel like it's a pinnacle because again i just feel like the fact delta within itself is a pyramid and pyramid you have to have a solid foundation in order to get to the top no matter what and then a delta means change we're gonna forever change the game we're gonna forever be the change we want to see you have marcia fudge who used to be a you know a national president who's a part of hud who's literally the national secretary of housing and under development like come on like we are the change. We're going to go ahead and take the proper steps to do what y'all want to do. No shade to the AKAs. Y'all have Kamala Harris. Not not knocking y'all. But, but in reality, she's literally just a placeholder. Because <laughs> let that have been Marsha Fudge or anybody else in that position, it wouldn't be as I'm just here for representation just to be seen as it is. Nah, this is what we're about to do, Joe. Like, Joe, get on board. This is what we need to be doing. Like, And I'm gonna just leave it at that. That's my opinion. I don't care who feels about anything way about it. And right, there's that. I'm gonna leave that alone. On to the next. Shout out to the VP. I Theta is the fraternity you have chosen to be a part of. Giving you guys with the last org was makes what makes the saying "saving the best for last" implemented in this situation outside of just you saying to being a part of civil rights. Because y'all are the only one, like you said, outside of everybody else who's turned 100. But you have more of an essence of why you guys are the last. Because I just feel like there's a lot more you were able to see before y'all joined the D9. I feel like... Um, I feel like... If everything that was supposed to be done was being done, we would have never been created. We would have never felt the need to see that there was still a need to be filled. Um, we spoke earlier on the Elite Eight and the Divine Nine, and the Elite Eight was the first eight organizations before we were created. Then there was the Divine Nine, and Divine Nine is once we joined. But what people tend not to realize, or a lot of people don't know, is that we 
Mm. And we were going to join. Oh my God, go ahead and teach me a little something, something. Spit some knowledge to me real quick. And, and people make jokes about it all the time, but one of the beautiful things about us is we still have a few of our founders still around. So any questions that I have about my organization, I can go straight to the source. And we were we said no the first couple times because once again the thinking was if y'all were doing what you were supposed to be doing, we wouldn't even be here. But then the whole it's bigger than you was preached to our founders. And and it was more of how can we <coughs> change in the world if we're divided amongst us. Mm. So and then it became to a, how can you be a BGLO? And then we have a, a whole group of eight other BGLOs over here, and you're divided from them, but you want everybody <laughs> to come together. Woo! To come together. Excuse me. Shout out to your founders for that one. <laughs> because believe it or not, everybody before us clearly laid the foundation, the blueprint for us. So, how can we not, in other words, one pay homage or show respect to the ones that came before us by thinking that we're so much better that we're going to stay over here? No, we're in. We're literally all in this together. Everything is connected. We have to come together. So we. That's when we. Uh, that's when we accepted, and then we became, and we joined. We became the Divine Nine, which I personally like better than the Elite Eight. But I, I just like the word Divine better than Elite. But, I mean, uh, if you say Elite Eight, you're not included in the in the number, right? <laughs> like that wouldn't be fair. So, um, but nah. So, um, that once we were able to join, or once we once we join, I feel like that whole latest and greatest is kind of puts us like an underdog. Yeah, everybody know underdogs tend to work harder. Underdogs got stuff to prove. Um, I feel like, in a way, it was more so of a you ain't been. It was more so like a new kid on the block. You ain't been here long enough. So how much yes, you gonna really exactly. say? And I want to put out there too. Don't I can accept jokes. Like it's like being a little brother. Big brother going tease little brother. Big sister going tease little brother. That, it just comes with it. Like we, I don't tease them because I wait know too many of them that really irk my life and they really are like brothers. Like so you really are just like a pain in my ass that I love dearly. <laughs> like we just turned fifty nine. So the next closest one to us is a hundred. So we're gonna get those jokes. What I won't ever and I never tolerated was disrespect. And one of our sayings or one of our slogans, one of our mantras is it takes a man. Like you gotta know who you are before you join IOTA. You don't if you don't know who you are as a man, if you don't know who you are as a person, and you think IOTA's gonna make you into who you need to be, you ain't the right person for us. I just literally and had I, a flashback of K Michelle, it takes a man song, and I'm like, that's crazy. Because <laughs> y'all know K Michelle is my soror. But in real talk, it's just like <laughs> She was talking some real stuff about it takes a man. Like, you really got a man up. Yo, I love, yo, the crazy part is as a man, I love that song, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that song, yo. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so when it comes to the whole latest and greatest, um, we no longer, because we did at first when we denied or declined the request, we no longer put ourselves above anybody. For one, we once again we ain't been here long enough. Right. Yeah, we came at a crucial time, but we ain't been here long enough, and we have so much to learn and so much more to do. Um, and I'm not equating um, longevity with, uh, with, with seniority. With, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that because I know I've been grown ever since I was like seven, eight years old. And I know 30, 40, 50 year old people that ain't grown. They just been here longer than me. Right. So I'm not equating with that. What I will say on behalf of our organization is, is that we accepted the pattern, the blueprint, and then uh, we decided to build upon it. One of our uh, saying, once again, this is all public knowledge. Found on Google is, um, we don't, uh, 
this is no shade, but I'm here to be real. But we're the first. We're not resting on the fact that we're, we were the first. We're not resting on the fact that uh, we got certain amount, certain uh, public figures or celebrities in our organization. We're not resting on tradition. We're building traditions. And Even though I love TK Carson, shout out to him because he's an iota that I always oh, have yeah, love for. TK Carson, I love him. I love him. He is an amazing, he's an amazing, about to say, he is an amazing talent. So, TK Carson, I love you, baby. Yeah, that's my guy. When I found out he was one, I was like, yeah, that's really to say I that think, i don't think we got to the point where we've like, earned that done, ability to do so huh? i said earn that ability to do so yeah exactly yet. right like like we, 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 we still young we, we still pups we ain't even making the 60 yet so uh, I, I i like the fact but i hope when we do get there that we still don't do it um just because one it'll keep us different from everybody else but two that's a tradition that's among other organizations, other fraternities, and we don't rest on those traditions. We build our own. Well, I'm, I got a mouthful because I said I was not going to be unbiased, so I'm not going to be unbiased. I'm going to put Delta last because even though you gave your perspective, I'm going to give my perspective on IOTA first. So I feel like with IOTA, y'all might have been the new kids on the block, but I feel like, you know how you start a job and they have a, a one-way thought train mind of what they're thinking, you know how they do things like, this is how we do things, this is what's done, this is how we need you to do it. I feel like y'all were kind of like the new kids on the block was like, let's change it up and bring up new perspectives and new ways to do things, even though we're all going for the same goal. We have a different way of doing it. And sometimes you need that. You need that that shake up just for you to get out of the monotony of doing what has always been done. Because if you think about it, you got 100 years in, y'all only about to be 60 years in. Your perspective in 60 is going to be different from that of somebody who's 100. I don't know how old. What is the the... 120 something years old now so like the 120 something year old is going to have a different thought process because they're so used to the old way of what they're used to and comfortable with opposed to somebody who's about to be 60 who has a whole other mindset because they came with a time frame of when things were changing and they're able to see and dissect of what works what doesn't work as opposed to what worked 120 years ago which works now in the 60 years past so like I feel like that's the benefit in the upper hand y'all have because y'all coming into the civil rights era you're, you were a part of the change that happened and you're able to speak on it from perspective of y'all might have been a part of this movement, but we were in the movement. Right, 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 right. right so the right, way we right. do things is going to be weird to y'all, but it's what's needed to be able to continue to build for our culture. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> now, when it comes to Delta on the unbiased tip, I feel like it's pinnacle because how often did you see women march with white women in a state just because we're all coming together for the right of women as a whole? Given that Roe v. Wade just recently happened, that just shows what it is, where it's like no matter if you're Republican, Democratic, you know, country bumpkin from the city, from the hood, whatever, when it comes to our reproductive rights, we have rights to be able to speak on our own bodies if you're not producing it. So that just showed with Ida B. Wells being a part of that whole situation along with Susan B. Anthony, who was a white woman, you're, you're seeing two worlds collide in a space that shouldn't even collide because we were still deemed as a three-fifth rule where we don't even get a vote to count because we're women. So it speaks volumes of the change of how Pinnacle Delta is within itself with that. Now, AKA said it was there. We ain't see you. But, you know... Y'all chose to get incorporated <laughs> on our year for whatever reason. <laughs> not too sure. We didn't officially get incorporated until 1930, but you know, that's not here, no there. <laughs> Somebody put their paperwork in before we did, and boom, lo and behold. <laughs> but somebody got incorporated on close to our founders' deck. Mm, won't say no names. 
but it is what it is. Okay, it is what it is. But what what do we always say? You can't compete where you don't compare. So uh, now this is the bias part of it. Also known as compared to change to some degree are two different things. So let me know when you have some deeper meaning to what your letters stand for. And then we can talk about it. Sincerely, sincerely your sincerely your firstborn, as y'all would say. Sincerely your firstborn. As 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 y'all would say, your firstborn your firstborn daughter, as y'all would say. I mean, my friends know me though, so it's not gonna be no issue. They know what's up. But me saying your firstborn daughter, since y'all claim your mother, I'm if anything, you Delta's your firstborn. So baby, be proud of the firstborn because you take on a lot of the responsibility, honey. We hold it down. The, we are, and if you're the mother, we're the one that are mothering your other children. So therefore, we the firstborn always gets held with all the responsibility to make sure the younger ones are together. So I'm okay with that. I ain't gonna take it personal. Okay, period. So I'm okay with that. Shout out to my AKAs though. I love y'all. I really do. Y'all know I love y'all. Y'all know I love y'all so much. Um, y'all know I love y'all. Shout out to Raven in particular. My homegirl Raven. She just crossed. She's about to be one in Delta. You remember Raven? She went to Delta State. She's from Baltimore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cross finally last year, she finally yeah, got her yeah, AKA yeah. letters and she'll be one on December 12th. So shout out to Raven. Uh, shout out to you, Raven. December 12th. That's what I'm I, I graduated December. We was the first winter class at Dell State. I know. I remember. Cause cause remember, look, remember my LS who denounced her letters was a, a part of the committee to make sure that happened. Yeah, she is the no. She was literally the pinnacle of why that there are winter commencements because she knew she wasn't gonna be done till the winter, and she was the the face of why there are winter commencements. Even though she denounced her letters for that and Kappa Sweetheart, so that's a whole nother a whole other conversation. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But. At the end of the day, shout out to Raven. She'll be one little baby, but I know that's something that she's always wanted and wanted to go hard for and wanted it even probably for the longest. So the fact that she is able to attain, I, I always, my thing is this, people talk shit, but I always respect people who do grad chapters because that shows that you really had your heart in it from day one. Yeah. And even when the option didn't avail for you in undergrad, you never gave up. And undergrad, I'm going to be real, like undergrad is strictly that. It's, undergrad is for undergrad. Like, the grad chapters for real, like... <laughs> they the ones that do the real, real work. Yeah. Undergrad, don't get me wrong, it was cool, but that's, you know, the parties and all that, and the things, like, yeah, cool. But don't nobody give a damn... When you in the real world? was, and, like, nobody care. You was able to recite your brain front to back, back to front, and the grad chapter is the... Is, I feel like the grad chapter is still... Or really, um, that's the nucleus. That's the nucleus. Yes, like, and we're the mitochondria. If y'all didn't pay attention yeah, in biology, yeah. you freaking oh, suck. You're free, freaking suck. Know what a nucleus to the mitochondria, and you'll understand what we mean when we're talking about right, this. Google talk, it. Yeah, but real quick, matter it don't matter once you get in the real world if you're d9 you're d9 if you went to hbcu you're hbcu alum you're hbcu alum like one's looking out for the other it doesn't matter i had somebody look out for me from morgan and you know morgan is our arch rival so like somebody looked out for me from morgan and they were like we're gonna give you the job because you went to Dell state and even though you're a rival i respect the fact you went to hbcu like i rock with it so like my brother white my sister-in-law she's a delta and and uh when she found out I was not your life. Shout out to her. I need to talk. I need to meet her. Shout out to her. Shout out to you, Sorror. Yeah, Shout out to you, Sorror. Y'all would definitely quit. Oh, no lie. Like, y'all would definitely quit. Real, real talk. Y'all would Like, instantaneously, y'all 
trying to get to know each other, and I think she has seen something I had. Was it was it my lanyard or no? I think my brother had told her that I was in a fraternity, but he'd be forgetting all the time. So she was like, "Oh yeah, your brother told me that you're you in a fraternity." She's like, "What school you went to?" And I went to Dell State. As soon as I said Dell State, she was like, "Oh snap, HBCU." <laughs> Yo, I'm yeah. over you. There is this ideology that even though D9 is a family within itself, that no matter what, blacks are conditioned to be put against each other. We have our minor banter, as we know, of course, of what, of who's best and who's most important. Yet when it matters most, like we said before, we're a unit for the greater good. Why do you feel this ideology stigma is pushed regularly and sometimes we continue to, con to continue this narrative? Because um, that's our history here. Period on on this land as America, we were the only group of people to ever be enslaved on America. So, so with that, they had to try and break us, our spirit, our our mind, our body. You know that guy uh, Willie Lynch. You know what he say? Take the biggest and baddest nigger, you whip him, you beat him in front of the nigger women and nigger children, and you break his spirit, and the rest of them would break. You. You, you take the fairer skin ones, you put them in the house. You let them sleep in the nice bed. You let them be in the We didn't even get there yet. You already talking the shit that we didn't even get to that point of the segment of the podcast yet. Damn. <laughs> you know, you, you let them go in and you let them not have to bake in the sun. You know, so our history, like us being separated, pitted against each other was literally day one here. So anytime that we try to come up and show unity and show strength they have to take that away because one of the most dangerous things in america is a united black front Woo! say that again if you're able what they say in battle rap run it back i'm gonna say it again so, run that run that back holiday run that shit the back holiday most dangerous things in america is a united black front so if we can if they can find little dumb battles for us to fight amongst ourselves we'll forget about the war we're worried about all these little small battles we'll forget the told the big picture which is winning the war because what is that again propaganda <laughs> so we want to be oh you think you are that because you in the house and i'm in the field that you you're, you're not really one of us the whole time yes the house slave is just as much of a slave as the field slave so the um, difference is probably the house slave probably isn't getting raped as much as the field slave because they're in the house and people can hear that they're getting raped, so they're gonna just go ahead and fuck with the house. But once she gets the field slave pregnant, that's when they bring them into the house because the baby don't look like they could be in the field. So I mean, we're just gonna say what it is. So when that whole getting us to go against each other and stuff. We do it for the kicks and giggles because we understand the agenda that was set up to try and get us to go against each other. So, yeah, are we the best steppers or we the best strollers or we get best sorority, we get best fraternity or we do the most community service. Yeah, that's all for kicks and giggles amongst us. But outside of us, like we said earlier, is when we come together and we know what's up, we know what's real. Um, and that that whole we didn't start that by the way I no he didn't it was it was for it was for it was by slate it was by master master started that shit right so and, and with that we are somebody came up with the idea because i've never heard of a white fraternity ever talking about that they won highest GPA or that they won best fraternity or that they won highest like 
Want to know why? Because we were never put in a position to know we can excel in education. So the fact that it's something that we can actually thrive in, it now becomes a competition because that's a way for them to be able to pit it. Because we weren't supposed to ever learn how to be educated. Right. For us, oh wait, you're smart, you're different. No, like, so, oh, I just feel as though that it came, that stemmed from our literally day one of us being on this land here in America, that they tried to get us to go at each other so that we can lose sight of the bigger picture. But what they fail to realize is the old, the, the later generations, um, and I'm, Maybe I am biased, but I love millennials because I feel like we're doing shit that. And for the record, millennials <laughs> are people born from 1980 to 1994. Y'all niggas after 95 are not fucking millennials. Niggas are Gen Z. Yes. And I hate y'all generation. I really do. And I and I and I don't like using the word hate. I can't stand y'all. And the generation after that is generation um double A or Y or whatever it is or Alpha, Generation Alpha, y'all niggas is out of pocket too. Anything after millennials, y'all just need to go go ahead and bury yourselves because at this point, y'all have no moral ethic, no moral compass, and no nothing. Y'all act like y'all were raised out of literally the jungle, like Tarzan. Please don't talk right, to me. Right, literally. So, yeah, it's been, like, I love us because we're, we're, break, we're doing all the things that they didn't want us to do. We're, we're learning this stuff and we're not scared to share what we're learning and so I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that we're able to change that for us I just personally feel like with us, it's more so at they force us to put in the crabs in the battle mentality but crabs have never been to be put in a, bat, uh, a barrel crabs are never meant to be put in a barrel And the point of and I and I feel like the origin of that analogy from crabs in the barrel comes from crabs are not the average creature. They're crustaceans where they're able to be on land or water. So they have a multifaceted purpose as as we do as black people. Crabs don't walk forward, they walk sideways, which means they go against the grain on how they walk and how they move. But on top of that, they also have their claws where they're able to pinch and do whatever in the process to protect themselves. So when you're putting those crabs in a barrel, they don't know what to move up sideways. They're moving over somebody else just to get where they got to go to try to get out. But they can't get out because they're not used to the atmosphere because they're not meant to go forward. They're meant to go sideways. So when you're putting them on top of each other, you're literally stacking on where somebody's not able to breathe or move at all. Where now you're trying to dump them all out and now they're looking like, well, what the fuck you want me to do? You're judging people based off them being in environments and situations they weren't meant to be. That they're confined in just by their own circumstance, not by, that's not chose by merit. Exactly. Like, and oh, God, that's, that's why we here. That's why we see each other. We see each other. Because the same way when you put crabs in a crab boil, you can do whatever, but majority of what you're eating out of the crab, there's not much meat because there's the dead man in the middle. And the dead man can be disastrous because it can cause you to have a stomach ache. I feel like that's what it is with the black man. We're, cra we're called crabs in a barrel because we're, there's a lot of meat to us, but in order to get to that meat, you really would have to take the time to break down each leg to get inside. But you know where that dead man is. If you eat that shit, it's going to make yourself sick. That's what I feel like what it is with white people. You eat that dead man, it's going to make you sick. But you know that's exactly where the heart and the meat of it is. Because where the dead man is, where the lungs of the crab is. And that's where we breathe and eat. I don't want to get too philosophical on y'all niggas. Because y'all not ready for me right now. Y'all not ready for me right now. Because to eat the lung would be eating the air that we breathe. And you don't want to go ahead and do that because it will be contaminating your soul. Oh, I'm done. I'm not going to say no more. I'm done. I'm not going to say no more. I'm not going to say no more. I'm not going to say no more. But y'all want to break the legs off one by one and you get the most meat out the claws. But the claws is the most vicious part of our protection. Absolutely correct. But you're mad because we can survive on land and water. And it pisses you off because in reality, you can't do both. The duality as a black person irritates the fuck out of a white person. Which is why they come and try to join our organizations to take us from divine nine to defined lines. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
beautiful. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, I want y'all to know, Deanna and I, we have our own little, you know, sipping of the wine. So, <laughs> mom may be kicking in a little bit, but it's still gonna be real talk regardless. Absolutely. So now that you already brought it out, let's get into the video. This is my favorite thing to talk about. It, Eric, yo, my friends say I'm weird for wanting to always talk about this, but I love talking about this topic. There was a point in time colorism was a thing. Brown paper bag tests, legacy rules, and other outrageous notions to allow people in divine nine. Would you say Western culture to disassociate with the ignorance is what caused this conundrum? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just because that they... We're one of the... They like, there's a term called underdeveloped countries or underdeveloped worlds and stuff like that. Us over here in the Western part of the world mentally are underdeveloped and under, um, and when I say we, I mean the, those at large, those, the, those, the powers to be, not us, the powers to I'm be. glad he's calling that fire for y'all because some of y'all would take it personal. I'm like, please step yeah. outside yourself and yeah. step outside yourself, child. The powers to be are underdeveloped mentally and critically, uh, and psychologically and mentally like they don't understand that what the rest of the world gets and before I get into that like white people in America to me personally once again this is my thoughts personally but white people in America to me I guess would be identified as like the only white people like for instance white people in Africa are not the same as white people in America white people in uh Italy Italy thank you yes they're not the same as white people in America because they don't have that same brainwashed uh, stigma of ideology to think that black is bad they just literally people are people and that's where we lack in the western world where all people aren't people. White people are the only people. Everybody else is something or a thing. Like it's 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 so weird. So that whole we're we we're doomed because like I, I like to use this example. Um, we're taught, and I'm a big math person. So we're taught that when somebody asks you the question one plus one, immediate answer is two. But if we were if we were taught growing up that one plus one was three, nobody would ever question it because that's what we were taught. That's what we know, and we just have to we would just have to assume that that was right. When it comes to that whole colorism thing, and like you said, and I hate all oh, that paper. I hope people really read brown paper bag test, the legacy rules, all of that. Yeah. You know there's only one organization that implements the legacy oh, rule. We, we know that. We know that organization. <laughs> you can be the first in a lot of things, but you was the first and the last in that one. I can tell you that one. No shade. All tea. No, that's, that's facts. That's no facts. shade. It's just all tea. No shade. <laughs> so I, wish we, I hope they really do their research on that because that paper bag test. Oh my but you know they used to do the brown paper bag test for churches too, right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That's, why I hope That's where it came from. I'm sorry, I'm giving y'all way too much. That's what Dion wanted y'all to research, my bad. Let me yes, shut up. Because... <laughs> let me shut up. So guys, I'm going to just let y'all know that y'all favorite rapper that y'all probably all love and know as Lotto, where she's now using the 777 as a cash, cash, you know, the, the casino joint. Mulatto is what she went by because she's black and white, but gives more of the Creole kind of atmosphere and aesthetic of what, what a mulatto would be because she was a yellow bone. And which I want to know, mulatto could also be a red bone or a yellow bone. Like, don't call me white girl. Mom. Yo, I got to meet her. But Mona, Mona is a yellow bone because the pigment in her skin is so light. Like, it gives that she could pass as white, but she's a yellow bone. Like... Real talk is yellow bone, red bone when it comes to mulattoes. And it's all about who mixed with who to be able to determine what and what your undertones are. Girl, you just, you give them too much. I'm giving you too much and I'm giving y'all just enough. But because I know, because I was used to be considered a mulatto. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, my dad's mom is white. She's Italian. His dad Puerto Rican. So, like, it skipped my sisters, but it showed up in me. I'm lighter than both my parents. That's that's, And I love that's the way that genetics work for black people. Like, yes. it can literally just go wherever, where yeah, the, we, wherever we, the ancestors can show, wherever. Exactly. <laughs> because the fact that I'm lighter than both my parents, I'm looking at them like, yes, I wasn't adopted. Because y'all niggas are darker yeah. than me. And I'm way lighter than both of y'all. But the facial features, the the facial features are like, yeah, they can't deny you. Right, exactly, right, 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 right. <laughs> but it's like, I've always been like lighter. So I know I have more, I'm a red bone. I have a red undertone. So I'm a red bone. Like that's what it would, when y'all call a girl red bones, know what you're saying. When you call a girl a yellow bone, know what you're saying. When you say mulatto, know what you're saying. When you say a pickney, know what a pickney is. So Y'all need to do your research and educate yourselves, but on some real stuff, when it comes to brown paper bag test, I'll say this. This is my last. I'm gonna say about this whole colorism situation. It was something that was created and it was not brought. It was created by Alice Walker in her book in 1982. If y'all don't know that, when she did, when she won a Pulitzer Prize for it, okay, creating the term colorism because they were able to define to me the prejudicial and preferential treatment over same race people, but solely based on their color. It's not racism, but it's a clear relationship between the two. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all I'm going to give y'all on that. Just know that. Whatever books you created in 1982, go look out for it, because that's exactly where it came from, and I'm not going to tell y'all. And that's where we joke amongst ourselves about dark skin versus light skin. But then you got the good hair, you don't got the good hair, da 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 blah, 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 whoop-dee-whoop, whatever. And, this is, and it also affects Afro-Latino community as well, because Dominicans and Haitians, y'all on the same fucking island. You telling me that some of y'all don't got black in y'all? Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. You know how I heard, I heard uh, them telling me that I ain't black. I'm this, I'm that. I'm black. Girl. Girl. Me, listen, that's a conversation. I'm bringing my homegirl on the podcast next season. We're going to talk about that in real depth and in culture because she's Dominican. So we're going to talk about that later down the line. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be too. Because she already did the one with the Latina when I had the two-part with the Latina one when it was her and I. She's coming back for another part and strictly about colorism itself between the, the Latinx community. But when I say colorism, it's like everybody in my family thought I should be an AKA because I, I pass. I'm like, pass for what? Because my ass is very assertive. I'm not what y'all ideally call an AKA. They was like, but you're a legacy. I don't give a fuck about the legacy rule. I don't. I want to earn my way into whatever the fuck I'm doing. I don't want right, to give it and right. hand it to me. Right. Oh, but should they ideal because you're light-skinned? No. And I'm going to tell y'all this. I've seen a prime example of what I would... I'm glad I never let them brainwash me into AKA. When I'm looking at Real Wild Housewives of Potomac and I'm looking at Wendy versus Giselle and Giselle's Creole and Wendy's literally pure-blood African Nigerian and they're sorority sisters and they act like they're not in the same organization that niggas don't know. And y'all literally are portraying your organizations like it's for filth. I would not want to be attached to that shit. Thank God. Thank God. That's how y'all act in public? That's like, you keep, that, you keep the in-house shit in-house. Yes. But that's how you act in public for the world to see that we're in the same organization and people who are not even Greek are able to pick up on it and talk about it on, on the socials? That's a disgrace to me. Absolutely. And this is why I don't really con con concur to having Caucasians in the organization. Because there's other things in-house we need to clean up before we let them in. Yeah, and I... And if y'all don't watch Real Houses of Potomac, tap in and, and see what the fuck I'm talking about. I just don't think, and this is once again me, they should never be allowed. They got other shit they can go do. This is for us. But this is where the ignorance becomes a conundrum because it's a disassociation with the real truth of what it is. It's where the Western culture made it know where the same way we had to get perms because we couldn't get a job if we didn't have our hair straightened. Or if our hair wasn't conked, where they had the slick back conk. Or if our hair... <laughs> Am I giving them too much, D? Am I giving them too much? <laughs> And they're only locks. They're not dreads. We yeah, don't call yeah, them dreads. Yeah, they're I'm locks. Sorry. I actually just recently learned that. Um, shout out to my people, Vel. Vel, uh, me and her uh, cool peoples. And she explained the difference to me between dreads and locks and why the people in that community prefer.
heard the term locks over dread, they didn't come up. Yeah, with because that. the Western culture came up with dreads yes, because it was yes. dreadful for them to look at. It exactly. was exactly so she was like, and me being me, sometimes I forget, but um, and I love when people remind me. But yeah, shout to Vale, she uh, put me on to that, and I try my hardest to remember that uh, they like for them to be referred to as locks. So. It just a couple years ago, locks were deemed as perfect. Like they look way, they've been looking way better than some of that nasty straight blonde straw hair. You know what? I'm gonna sidebar into the next question on that part because I know where that's going. Greek is a Western culture. Why do you feel of all things coming from pharaohs and gods? We chose it to be a representation of us because I feel like we chose Greek. As because it's, maybe we have Latin descent, but we came from gods and pharaohs. So why we didn't choose one of them to be like hieroglyphics for us to represent us in the BGLO community? I personally believe because as much as we do want our own, unfortunately, unfortunately speaking, um, the whole thing still is theirs. And in order for us to be able to have our own, we had to, like black people tend to do a lot, conform. Mm, okay, I see so, that. So, if we were to bring something in other than the Greeks uh, or the Zaytion Greek letters or whatever, it damn sure would have been denied. But double-edged sword or That's true. They were just the first ones to get the, to get an officiator, official, or they were in the power to get. They don't even really understand like that the letters have specific meanings. It's like they may know the meanings, but they don't know the meanings. Mm. Like, Say, just keep it simple. Talking code. I was understand. Don't need to be explained. That part. And there's that. And that segues me into my last question. We've already talked about D9 and Divine Line. So because of Divine Line for Caucasians, for them being in our organizations, we have always been a people of inclusivity, and I admire that. But with D9, no matter if you join, I feel they're never going to live why it's created and deemed as BGLO. What pros and cons do you feel we are allowing them into a sacred space? Um, unfortunately, a pro is by them joining, it does reach certain audiences that we would never be able to reach. And that's True. just certain True. Audience, like people would purposely not even know who we are because we're all black. So they wouldn't even take an interest. So then when they see one of theirs in it, they're like, ooh, what's that? Right. There's an in- it's an intriguing type of situation. Right. Like, oh, what is that? That's the inquisition. That? Why they do that? But if it was all black, they wouldn't give it there. Okay. Um, I agree. The, con- uh, 
I agree. I agree. A con, I got a list from the cons, but a con <laughs> is, it just takes away. The authenticity, I feel. Yes, oh, you just took it. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it takes from that. The exclusivity, um, the, the why, like I said before, it just takes away. I feel it exposes our secrets and vulnerability without us being able to do so when it's not on our own merit. Because I feel like just because you join my organization, you need to know what goes on with my people. Yeah, and then for you to come in, and then you're going to leave, to, I feel like you're going to leave with a false understanding become a false... Oh, yes, a false ideology. That part, that part, right there, right there, right there, right there. <laughs> so you're going to come and think that you now have an understanding or I'm in or... Or you have a privilege now. You, I feel like you now have feel like you have a black privilege, and you don't. Yes, and you don't. fuck out of here. You never will. As cool as I am with my white friends and whatever, my white so they will never be able to understand and get what it means to, to be black in America. Ever, 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 ever. I don't care how many black friends you got. I don't care how poor you grew up in. Because at the end of the day, and I. For you to have a 400 plus year head start and be in the same situation as me. Uh, oh, you just said something so real. <laughs> a 400 year head start and you're still trying to be here with me in the trenches? Why? Why? Twice as hard just to get past. I'm going to say four times for me because I'm a black and black I'm a woman. woman so. Yes, black, yes, absolutely correct. And you would never hear me disagree with that. So. As a black man, I gotta work twice as hard just to get half of what you got. As a black woman, like you said, y'all gonna have to work four times plus. Do you know how pissed I was last week, bro, when I looked up my salary and what I should be getting paid as opposed to what I'm getting paid? And I said, oh, y'all really left 15K out of my salary for a motherfucker who don't even have a master's and I do and he don't and he's probably getting paid that salary? Yeah, it's time for me to go. I'm gonna exit stage left because y'all got me, niggas got me fucked up. (laughs) Right, like, Oh, like they can just never do it. I feel like this is our sacred land. This is our sacred town. This is our sacred. This is our club, and it should always. It should. It was meant for us, and it should have always stayed for us. And I feel like people start to feel like in order to be official or to be fully accepted, we have to let them in. No, you can. You can want to understand our struggle and what we do but you don't have to do that by joining our I feel like you would just use Google and ask somebody and exactly. really learn that way or you want to sit down have a conversation and talk we could converse but for you to join our organization because your people would not allow us to join yours it's kind of like it's a slap in the fucking face it's an <laughs> insult to injury like oh we got ours and we got ours and we're going to take yours and, and it's like it's an infiltration. And, and what people don't understand... I feel like they're trying to gentr- Personally, I feel like they're trying to gentrify D9. Yes, That's all I'm saying. And we know what happens when white people get control of something. Oh, uh, yeah. They start making bite lanes in Brooklyn. Yeah, or, when they get contr- or if they can't get control of something... They, they have do, a temper tantrum. And then, shit get, and then shit like what happened in Tulsa happens... And or shit like, like what happened on January 6th happens. Yes. And, and there's like, no reprimanding for their actions. They get a fucking slap on the wrist and say, oh, bad job, Billy. Like they do every other one. Bad job, Billy. Don't do it again. Yes, don't do it again. <laughs> Did you learn your lesson? And they lie and say, yeah, and they just do the same shit again. Oh, yeah. I just feel like they're trying to eventually... Like, I feel like again, there's gonna be too many of them where they're gonna erase our culture to the point where it's gonna yes, be whitewashed yes, to the point there's nothing to be able to. It's gonna be so diluted and super saturated with white perspective that there's gonna be nothing left for us as we continue. Because if we're talking about the 2055 consensus, if everybody's gonna have one drop of their blood in there that's gonna be black, but the majority is gonna be Caucasian, you're gonna at some point whitewash what the history was, and it's never gonna be what it's going to be as what James Baldwin wanted, as what Zora Neale Hurston wanted, as what Shirley Chisholm wanted, as uh, and many other after. Because y'all don't want us to fucking exist because critical race theory is a fucking threat to y'all because knowing the right to the truth is what's the issue. And they hate what, what like they said, honesty ain't too high up on their priority list. Period. And 
and there's that. And I don't got nothing else to say after that. He just, and I don't have nothing, literally, I have nothing else to say after that. Because he just literally said everything I was going to say to close out this whole podcast. He already said everything. I'm not saying nothing else. I'm done. I'm going to let y'all listen to Dion. I'm done. thank you because this is a conversation I feel like I wouldn't have been able to be open and honest with anybody else to have this transparency mm-hmm. and be able to feed off each other like we are with learning from each other yes. because you know some people get defensive when their perspective is not taken into consideration they feel like they're being attacked but it's not an attack as much as it's like I'm trying to understand so can you explain it to me break it down let me I'm listening I'm not just hearing you I'm listening so I want to understand and comprehend not just to reply so like explain to me what you're telling me Now this is the 101 because this is the 101st now at this point because this is part two. <laughs> but I appreciate you for always being a, a genuine supporter and listener. Like, I want y'all to know I've never asked Dion to have to listen to anything. I've never asked Dion to tap in. I've never had to send an episode to Dion. He just subscribed and literally been an active listener on his own time. So that's a prime example for y'all to know because I might take a little break at this point after this just to get myself together for the rest of the year and just give y'all the end of season seven and bring y'all season eight at the top of the year and give y'all one more episode. But if y'all don't hear from me after that last episode for the season finale, you got to have people in your space who are willing to watch you through your growth and your stages or people who are there to support you without you having to ask you to support them. If people really rock with you, you don't have to ask them to fucking rock with you. They just rock with you. And Dion is that person for me. I love you. I love you. I love you. So, like we always say on air, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a great one.